We are joined by Tim Hudak on The Morning Brief, former leader of Ontario's Conservatives, now at the Ontario Real Estate Association. Good morning, sir. Good morning, John Moore. All right, what do you make of the drama at Queen's Park yesterday? The Conservatives calling out a an MPP, an NDP MPP, over her remarks on Israel-Palestine, and the NDP saying, yo, dudes, we got bigger things to worry about. Well, look, I think it's always important to hold uh, MPPs accountable uh, for their, their statements, to make sure if they go over the, the top, they cross the line, uh, they're called up during debate uh, in the legislature. And certainly Sarah Jama's comments about uh, Israel cross that line. But I have my own line uh, there, John. I, I do not believe that you should be censoring MPPs, like taking away their ability to enter debate and ask questions in the legislature. In my 21 years there, I don't recall this. In fact, it, it never happened. Certainly, they rise in the house. You can throw their words back at them. You can challenge them. You can have a debate on the topic. But people do send their MPPs there to Queen's Park to raise their local issues, to represent them. And even if you don't like what they say, and this goes beyond the pale, they should still have the right to stand up in the house and make their comments. Yeah, and I should salt into this discussion for those who haven't been following the bouncing ball, as you referenced. Um, the government is seeking to silence her in the House that she wouldn't be able to ask questions, which I think is a little bit much. It is. It is. And, and this should have been handled in a much better way. The opposition leaders also are tested. They will have members of caucus who step out of line and cause embarrassment of the party to say things that are outright wrong, like calling Israel an apartheid state. And Mayor Stiles should have removed this member from caucus. It is not a it is not a time for half apologies. Her offensive statement remains uh, online. So that's mistake number one from a leadership point of view. And the NDP does have to be concerned about creeping anti-Semitism. That was a major problem for their counterparts, the Labour Party in the UK. However, John, I do draw the line. I, I think whatever you think of an MPP statement, he or he still has the right to stand up in the legislature because they were sent there by their constituents and speak out. Okay, let's kind of stick with a similar theme for a moment. This is York Centre MP uh, Yarara Sachs, and uh, she is in the cabinet, the federal cabinet. She's a Jewish mother of two teenage girls, says that one of her daughters had to hide the Jewish star, the Star of David necklace that she wears because she was afraid. And I guess that just informs the general level of, of fear and, uh, and acrimony out there right now. It, it's it's uh, sad, um, but uh, I think it's a reality that, uh, that many Jews are, are facing uh, in, in Ontario. I certainly hope that, I'm not sure what age your daughter is, but can you imagine, you know, going to a place like York University, where you see the student unions, you know, outright with anti-Semitic uh, comments and, you know, continuing down that path. I remember in many of my members of my team, and this was, was a few years ago now, uh, at particular university, at York especially, felt called out on, on campus because of their Jewish faith. They felt intimidated. They felt they couldn't walk around. And I have no doubt that the the depths have become deeper when it comes to anti-Semitism. I think it's sad, and I think it reinforces my earlier point. Every time in Canada we see an occurrence of this, we got to call it out. Meanwhile, and I realize this is specific to Quebec, but it's going to affect some would-be students perhaps from Ontario, Quebec doubling tuition for for out-of-province students, and the overwhelming majority of out-of-province students are coming to Quebec to study in English. So a lot of people think this is just an attack on English institutions in Quebec. 
It, and and may very well be. And you'd have a lot much more insight, John, on on the politics within the province of Quebec. I'll I'll take it back a step, and I, I think provinces do have this right to decide what tuition would be for you know in province international students or out of province students. This actually surprised me. There's that much fuss to be handed about it. I remember when I went to the the University of Washington. John, I did my my master's degree in economics there, and it's very common in the states to have in-state tuition, which is subsidized by the taxpayer. It's, you know, give back to the students, hope that they will stay there. And then out of state had a much higher tuition rate. I was international, so mine was was higher still. And I remember a lot of my friends in my class went as quickly as they could to get state residents and get the driver's license to save on tuition. So I, I actually think this is a, a sensible policy. Maybe, sure, it plays to anti-English sentiment in the province of Quebec, but all of the universities will have the higher tuition. I do believe uh, that a government has the right to charge out-of-province tuition for non-residents. What do you make of this, uh, I think we can honestly call it a bombshell, the guy who was accused of killing four members of a Muslim family in London, uh, he was on the stand again yesterday and admitted that he actually kind of did like a dress rehearsal in Toronto. So this whole thing could have unfolded here. Any visibly identifiable Muslim in Toronto could have been his victim. Uh, absolutely, absolutely chilling. Um and it, it is it, there. There is something uh, in our nature, John, that seems to intrigue us about monsters. I guess to try to understand the way that they think, maybe to defend against them if you ever in, in, encounter them. But it is absolutely spine chilling when you when you read how badly broken an individual like this is. That what fuels their hate, the the dark corner of the internet, that they that they creep uh, around and then do this type of of dress dress rehearsal. Uh, you, you know, it is. Um, is horrifying and reflects the ugly nature of some parts of humanity that go to these depths. But sometimes, geez, you, you can't look away. Yeah, and I think as defense attorneys that their strategy, Tim, is to try to make him appear somewhat sympathetic so that maybe he'll get a lesser sentence. But it was interesting because Michelle Molosky has been covering this for CTV and for us, and she's been joining us in the morning to talk about the trial. And I said, okay, set aside your journalistic principles for a second. Did it make you any more sympathetic to him? And she said, a shade maybe, but not all that much. How are they talking about his, uh, his childhood, uh, John, and the family that he, that he grew up in? the the overriding image like he was driving his truck down a road in london ontario and, and saw a family that he knew was muslim by the way that they they dressed and then to turn around a u-turn gun the accelerator and run them over in cold blood you can't make that creature sympathetic no i would tend to agree uh and of course we await the verdict um so the, a lot of people as as we do in this town somebody will shoot a video it's kind of like new york city these days and everybody is all outraged and in this case it's because <laughs> a guy brought an e-bike onto a subway i would say tim as long as it's not you know like dripping oil if e-bikes have oil on on the floor or blocking people from accessing seats if it's during the time of day where you're allowed a bicycle I don't care. I don't know. I'll, I'll join into the morning outrage debate about the <laughs> <Okay>. latest <laughs> subway incident. I, it's like a motorcycle. It's like the guy comes. It's not quite a Harley, I guess, but it's, it's hardly a bike. It's thick around the size. I, my, my first image was that. So I, I, will, I will call this out in the debate here on More in the Morning. I think that kind of elaborate e-bike or whatever it was 
It looks like a motorcycle, and I think security should have stopped him and taken him off. And this does. This does cross the line. And as you can tell, I'm absolutely outraged. I know. What I, <laughs> I always say we don't do outrage on Moore in the Morning, but apparently Tim Hudak does. Um, I think this is going to be an increasingly important issue, though, because apparently what happens is people who are delivering uh, food on e-bikes quite frequently get on the subway in order to climb a hill or just to cover some distance. So we're seeing more and more of them. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I don't ride the subways as much as I used to more east-west than, than north-south from North Toronto. But but when I'm on there, I see the bike. I, I get that. But if it is not for people with uh, movement disabilities, John, I don't like any kind of motorized bike on there. I'll say no on the subway. All right. Good to have you, sir. Thank you. Have a fantastic day. It's Tim Udak. He's with the Ontario Real Estate Association.